I'm OG, y'all new to the game. pilot episode of Gia Certified, the podcast. My name, of course, is Gia. I'm your host, and I, for one, am so happy that you're here. Thank you from the bottom of my heart, before I go any further, for just clicking on that that listen button and just, and just giving it a shot, because I got to tell you, friends, this podcast has been, oh, it's been an idea that has lived in my head for the very least a year, um, and it's one of those things that I I knew I wanted to do it. I felt very called to do it, um, but I just I thought about it and I thought about it and I thought about every possibility and every potential outcome. And before you know it, I wasn't doing anything. So um, I finally went out and I bought myself a microphone and um, I made some life changes, which I will get into in a little bit, that would allow me to to do this in the most raw and authentic and genuine way, in a way that feels, that feels me. Um, so before I continue and before I get into the podcast itself and, you know, the purpose that I want it to serve and the reasons that I felt like I needed to do this. I want to introduce myself and kind of give you guys a little bit of background information on who the hell I am. I am 25 years old. I live in Boston, Massachusetts, and I am a real estate advisor. I have been in the real estate industry for about five years now um, in all sorts of capacities, which I will get into, but I really want to take it back to kind of the beginning. Not necessarily the beginning, but you know, I'm going to take it back to 2016. So I graduated from high school in 2015. I had gone to um, Norfolk County Agricultural High School, which is a vocational school um, (laughs) more commonly known around here as farm school, which I'm totally okay with. I went from my junior year, I mean my freshman year to my junior year, and then my senior year, um, I transferred actually back to my town high school because I felt that, you know, before graduating and before jumping out into the real world, I wanted to get some experience um, <laughs> going to a, a real school, I guess is what I would have told you about that decision back then. Um, in hindsight, it didn't really make a difference because when I got to... I guess it did make a difference. Everything makes a difference. So let me let me redact that statement. But when I got to my town high school for my senior year, um, it was a very different experience. Norfolk Aggie was very, um, you know, I had I had small animal class and I had um, herp and avian. I, I learned about birds and reptiles and we held snakes during our 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 classes and and we went fishing and learned how to use chainsaws and weld and all kinds of of crazy stuff um we had normal classes academic classes of course as well but you know it was 
the inmates kind of ran the asylum, if I'm if I'm being honest, <laughs> at this school. So I came to my town high school for my senior year thinking I, you know, had it all figured out. And boy, did I not have it figured out. Um, first first day of, of my English class, I think, my teacher, Miss Duhamel, she... <laughs> She started bringing up, um, you know, we're going to kick off the year with going over our college essays. I'm like, uh, what? I didn't have a college essay. I hadn't even applied for a college. I wasn't even thinking about that um, just because I went to a trade school and, and college wasn't so pushed per se. Um, a lot of people were going right from from school into the workforce. So for me, I'm sitting there panicking because I feel immediately so unprepared. So what do I do? I start researching different colleges and different career paths. I have no idea what I want to do. None. Like literally so much anxiety around what the hell am I going to do for the rest of my life. I found, um, actually my mom I should say found because she was considering going back to school at the time, she found Mass College of Pharmacy in Boston, um, which is a medical school, and they had an accelerated program for um, sonographer technicians, um, ultrasound technicians, and I was like, oh my god, I I can go here for three years because it was accelerated I can go to school for three years and then I was looking at the average sonographer's salary in Massachusetts and it was like roughly I think like 75 75,000 a year um and back then in my head I'm like 75,000 three years of school sign me up like let's let's do this so um I applied there I applied to like one other community school but I really had my sights like I was going to the school. I got accepted, um, went, you know, went to the orientation, stayed overnight. And I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) already I'm it's just not sitting with me. But I'm like, you know, I'm nervous, like it's normal, whatever. So you go to school. Semester goes by. Another semester goes by. I am hating my life. Props to those of you that go through any type of um, education, college, um, high school, continuing education, anything, because school was just not for me. Um, And that's totally okay. It's not for everybody. It is something that I realized like right away. And luckily for me, when I told my parents that I, it wasn't vibing with me and I was considering um, withdrawing, they were very supportive of me. And, you know, they, they always told me growing up, no matter what you do, being happy is the number one factor. And that's so true in, in everything that you do. Just a quick side note. Bottom line, as long as you're happy, go for it. Um, genuinely, deep down. So withdrew from school um, and so many people were like, what are you going to do? Uh, are you, are you going to go back? Um, are you, are you going to go somewhere else? Uh, well, you, well, you know, like most jobs require like a, a degree, like, you know, what are you going to do? I was astounded by the amount of people, especially outside like my, my circle, my friends and my family that felt so concerned with my decision to withdraw from school. Um, 
and that my for my personality um if you've ever met me I'm a very determined individual um come hell or high water like I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I said I'm gonna do I'm gonna get what I said I'm gonna get or whatever it is um so for me it kind of just fueled my like resentment towards school like even more I was like no I'm not going back I'm gonna figure it out like don't worry about me I will be fine leave me alone like you know um so I I withdrew and and during that time I was working at Victoria's Secret as a bra specialist and I was also working at Mary Lou's um, as a barista. I would do the, the early, early, early morning shift. Get in, get out, go to Victoria's Secret, go to my classes, whatnot. Um, Victoria's Secret, um, I was on a commission basis for my, my pay structure and they took that away. So I actually ended up quitting and I got a job in 2018 at this company called Smart Pack. If you've never heard of Smart Pack, it's probably because you don't have horses or ride because they are predominantly an equestrian um, company. But Smart Pack, um, they sell, you know, like um, equine supplements, tack, saddles, dog food, horse food, things like that. Um, and I have a horse. So for me at the time, my horse was getting Smart Packs and there was a lot of benefits um, involved in being an employee at Smart Pack. Um, so it just made sense. So I applied, got the job, and I remember when when I got the job and I, I made a post on Facebook that, you know, I'd, I'd started this new job and I was so excited for the opportunity. And so many people, again, it's 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 miraculous how many people are are so concerned with with your life, right? Um, so many people, came out of the woodwork to tell me that, you know, this is such a great opportunity. Um, Congratulations, you know, um, this, you know, they have benefits and a 401k and I had, I could sign up for overtime and um, I had sick time, I had vacation time. Like it was kind of my first like big girl job in a a sense, you know. Um, I was a customer service representative. I would do like supplement consultations for the horses and and dogs and things like that and and put orders in and and whatnot but let me tell you something friends (laughs) we're gonna notice a recurring theme I hated my life (laughs) I hated my life I had all these people in my life telling me like this is such a great opportunity and good for you and you know you ride that out and there's growth opportunities and this that and the other thing oh my word the phone would ring, and it's nothing against the company, I promise. The phone would ring, and I literally just wanted to, to stab my eye out with a pencil. Like, honestly, <laughs> being so truthful with you here. So during this this time that I'm at Smart Pack, and, you know, I'm still feeling like I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm, what I'm doing, and this is definitely not my forever, forever place um I actually met this guy and I'm gonna save this story like the actual in-depth details of this story for another a whole podcast episode um so if you happen to know what I'm talking about and you're curious just keep listening because like I said you're gonna get raw authentic 
110% Gia from this moment on, on this podcast. Um, but for the sake of saving that story for another day, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it light here. I met this guy in the city who kind of became like a mentor to me, um, for lack of a perfect phrase for it. Um, he was wealthy. He was, um, very, very smart, um, charming, just easy, easy to hang out with. And for me, the experience meeting this person and being part of his life for the brief, um, it was about a year that I, that I knew him. Um, I was very much so introduced to a totally different, side of living that I had never experienced that I had only seen in movies and tv shows and and read in tabloids and and things like that you know he had the cars he had the plane he you know we did the fancy dinners and you know oh we're always traveling and and it was it was a it was a (laughs) it was a fun time I learned a lot I'm gonna just leave it at that for now but for me, having always had an interest in real estate and knowing that part of the reason that this person was able to attain the lifestyle that he did was through real estate, um, through real estate investments and, and developments and things like that. My, the little voice in the back of my head that I, I had had for some time that was like, real estate, like, you know interesting and and you never know like you know maybe you could try it was really just like turned up full volume and I'm going to this job every day that I absolutely hate and I I hate being there and I'm I'm not you know I'm not my best self when I'm there because I don't want to be there I'm thinking about other things I'm like you know what I'm gonna go for my real estate license so I signed up for the course in Massachusetts. It's a 40-hour course. Um, so I did it over two weekends, and then I signed up for the test. And I passed the national portion, but not the state. No harm, no foul. We'll go again. I go again, passed the national, but not the state. I took it a third time. I got my license, and I met this individual out um, at a bar in Boston on Newberry Street. Some of you might know. It's called Sansi. Um, it is actually the oldest restaurant on Newberry Street. And we went there to celebrate, to celebrate this, this accomplishment that I had just, you know, gotten my real estate license. And as I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what, what do I do next? What do I do next? I'm not, I'm not working at Smart Pack. Absolutely not. I'm not doing it. So I, I knew I was quitting. Um, so I had to, I had to figure out my next move because real estate, of course, you don't make money until you make a sale. And I, I had a freshly minted license and literally nothing else, (laughs) literally nothing else. So I'm sitting at the bar having a celebratory drink and I'm like, you know what? Bartending would be the perfect job for somebody getting into real estate. And I'm going to tell you why. And it was for this exact reason. I knew that I was going to make a decent living bartending it was going to be flexible hours and I was going to meet so many people 
so many people. Truly, that's that is the reason why I I went after bartending specifically was because I was like, you know what? I want to get in. I want to get out. I need to use something as a launching pad into my next move. I, I need I need something that I can leverage. So Santi hired me as a barista because I had experience as a barista at Mary Lou's. You know, experience plays a, a huge factor in, in everything, right? So they hired me as a barista. I'm like, okay, this isn't what I want, but I'll take it. Two weeks later, I'm like, can you make me a server? They're like, uh, we just hired you as a barista and you have no server experience. I'm like, okay, somebody quit. I'm like, well, you need a server now. So they make me a server. I'm a server for about another two weeks. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I want to be a bartender. They're like, ah, you know, you, you really have to have some seniority to be a bartender. It's a, it's a really competitive, uh, you know, role here, here at Sansi. Um, so I went out. And I found another restaurant that would hire me as a bartender. And I went back to my manager at Sansi and I said, listen, I have to talk to you about my availability. He's like, okay, what's going on? I said, I actually today just got another job offer to be a bartender at another restaurant here in the city. I know that I'll make so much more money as a bartender, so I really can't pass it up. But if you can tell me today that you'll let me be a bartender, I will turn the opportunity down and I will keep my availability. I'll expand my availability for you as a matter of fact. So that's what happened. He made me bartender. And from that point on, I really just networked my little butt off. Um, Everybody that came in got a business card. I'm so sorry if you're one of those people and you're like, what the hell? I'm just trying to have my Saturday night, like <laughs> girls night, like leave me alone. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do sometimes. So that's what I did. I, you know, I was giving out my card left and right. Anybody that remotely wanted to talk about real estate or anything along the lines of real estate, I was like in there like swimwear, all about it, all about it. All the while, I hung my license with um, Keller Williams because they had training. A lot of brokerages don't. Um, and if there's anything I can tell you about real estate, it's you get your license and nothing else. Um, it's really sink or swim, <laughs> feast or famine, figure it out. Best of luck to you and congrats. So I had a meeting that I set up for an interview with an agent in the city I'm not sure if I should mention her name or not but for her privacy I won't um she's a top producing agent in the city of Boston she has been the top producing agent in the city of Boston for a number of years um she's very well for herself and she does the you know the luxury real estate thing so that's what I wanted to do and I went in for an interview for her assistant position and I sat down immediately she told me I'm not gonna hire you and I said why it was like a five minute interview and she said because honey I could tell that you're a lot like me she said you're a lot like me in the sense that if I stick you back there in my office on a laptop doing paperwork all day you're gonna be miserable and if you're miserable doing what you do what good is that for me what good is that for either of us she said go out get training get experience Keep in touch and and maybe come back. And I thought, oh, okay. Really discouraged, but, you know, at least she kept it real with me, right? 
So I'm still working at Sansi, and I had another top producing agent in the city of Boston. Um, for he works for a different brokerage, who was one of my regulars at Sansi, and he would come in, and I'd be like, "Do you have?" any roles for me? Can I help you with anything? Can you hire me? Can I join your team? And he'd say the same thing. I don't have training. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I <laughs> I have two bunnies and they are behind me right now and they were napping, but I think one of them just woke up. Anyways, I'm going like, to just keep it rolling. So, um, I'm thinking to myself, like, what the heck? All these agents are just going to tell me that I have to go get experience. And how can I get experience if none of them will hire me and give me experience? I'm still networking. I'm still giving my business card out left and right. And one night, this man by the name of Dick Friedman, he is the developer of the second Four Seasons residential building in Boston, one Dalton Street. He came in with some friends and somebody, you know, told me who he was. He's one of the biggest developers in the city. And I immediately went over. I I think I found like an excuse to go bring waters or something over because they weren't sitting at my bar. But I wanted to introduce myself. I wanted to give him my business card and mission accomplished because I did just that. And I did it, I think, four or five more times when he came in. Um, Finally, one day I was on the phone with my friend who we were at Keller Williams together talking about real estate. We were both super, super new in the real estate scene and I'm telling him about about Mr. Friedman, about the fact that he came in. I've been giving him my business card and I, I really hope that I can take him to lunch one day. And don't you know, talk about manifesting. He literally called me that moment. Like, the, the words had not even left my lips and my phone was ringing and I didn't recognize the number so I answered it and it was him and he said after the holidays let's get together so we got together I come prepared with all my questions that I want to ask him and, and I want to I want to know all these things about him and his story and let me tell you he wouldn't let me get a word in edgewise okay he had so many questions for me and about my background and why I got into real estate and where I saw myself in five years and, and this that and the other thing and he ended up literally putting his card down in the middle of the lunch and he said I have a job for you he said it's not going to pay you a lot it might not be exactly what you want to do right now but I'm going to tell you one thing <laughs> it's going to open doors for you I love that my bunny is in the background drinking chug up little girl stay hydrated um (laughs) so I'm sitting there like oh okay uh, of course so we immediately left we headed over to the Four Seasons building on Boylston Street he you know we barged right into the sales gallery and my boss Debbie Collins was standing there in the middle of a presentation and He literally introduced me. He goes, this is Gia. Gia, this is Debbie. Debbie, she's going to work here now. That was it. Like there was no job offering. There was no job posting. There was no void that needed to be filled. He just saw an opportunity for me that he could create and he did so. And I'm so thankful to him for doing that all those years ago because I then spent a year um, at One Dalton 
which started off very much so um, like an admin position because there wasn't a position to begin with. So they kind of just had to find things for me to do per se. Um, So I was doing like random paperwork things and like copying stuff and like organizing closets and they had um, an admin already the position was filled and they had a guy who was the buyer or yeah buyer liaison um they both quit their jobs in the span of a week so their emails were consolidated into mine and my job which was like half a job then became two and a half jobs and I was doing all of the scheduling and I was doing all of the the buyer tours for the people coming into the um into the city to see their unit for the first time or the building for the first time or bring their designer and bring their their electricians or or whatever they needed to get in for and I got a lot of experience not only listening to the in-house salespeople pitch the building over and over and over again and I'm telling you these ladies were some of the best to ever do it But the agent that I had actually gone and interviewed with who told me that she wouldn't hire me, she was the exclusive sales agent on the building. So it turns out that my paychecks were actually coming from her brokerage. So it it was honestly funny because it was like I I found a roundabout way to work for her anyways. So um, I really got some great experience and just exposure to these wonderful women and their profession and and how they how they do what they do and they do it like a boss so from one Dalton which was obviously an insane opportunity I had you know incredible opportunities to network with people that I never probably would have had any proximity to um you know I got to to plan events and I coordinated the sales gallery move and um you know, it, it's so cool to, to drive into the city and see the building and know that I was part of a building that changed the city's skyline and got my foot in the door in real estate. However, it was a new construction building. And in real estate, if you're if you're in the new development um, sector of the industry, those jobs are temporary because once the building is sold out, they don't need a sales gallery anymore they don't need a sales team so I had it in the back of my mind that at some point this building is going to sell out and I'm going to be out of a job I found via Instagram stories believe it or not a job opportunity for a real estate team at Douglas Elliman which if any of you have ever watched uh, million dollar real estate New York or LA that's probably where you've heard the name Douglas Elliman before This team um, at the time had two team leads and six agents. So when they hired me, I was their third support staff. Um, My job was very minimal in responsibility. I was an admin and I don't think any of us really knew what I was supposed to be doing yet at the time. Um, But then especially once COVID hit and everybody went into quarantine and there was nothing but uncertainty, we all really had to kind of just buckle down and I learned trial by fire. I 
come hell or high water, I was going to learn how to manage a transaction and, you know, and manage a team. So um, the team, when I joined, we did, I think it was roughly like between 60 and 70 million. And in the three years that I worked with the team to help implement systems and processes to ensure that the the business was scalable as we grew um, and as I was managing the transactions, the team actually grew to doing roughly 700 million in volume, which is insane. Um, So my job where I was not an agent on the team, I was very much so an operations manager. Um, So I oversaw, like I said, the systems and the processes as well as I managed every single transaction from start to finish, marketing, website um, implementation, social media, event planning, open houses, manual creation, onboarding. So by the by the end of the first year we hired our first marketing um, coordinator and I helped do the onboarding and the training and overseeing of this employee. I managed the team meetings, um, the team in general. I was a client liaison for the team leads. You name it, I did it. I learned it. I figured it out. Email marketing, um, social media marketing, listing input in MLS, literally all of it. And as much as I loved my job and I loved who I worked with and I loved the team, um, which we actually grew to... I think there were 12 agents when I left and still just including myself, the four support support staff. Um, I just felt that I maximized my potential at the role, which there's nothing wrong with. And I felt that it was time for me to finally step outside of my comfort zone and see what I'm really made of. I wanted to stand on my own two feet and do everything that I had been doing, everything that I learned how to do for myself. So that brings us to present day 2022. I did mention it is currently June and I've been at Compass, the real estate brokerage for about a month and a half, which is crazy because it's flown by. um, But I will say that um, it's the best decision I've ever made. Compass is not only the number one brokerage in the nation, but they are unlike most brokerages. They're a tech, um, a tech-based company where they've spent almost six hundred billion, six hundred million dollars, almost a billion dollars, into this platform, this proprietary technology that really just takes the role that I was doing at this real estate team and levels it up like you wouldn't believe. So now I'm just that much more capable. Um, at efficiently doing what I know how to do at an optimized, in an optimized way, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Through this experience, I've also built a relationship with somebody who is a very close friend to me who has become a partner of mine. I'm definitely going to have her come on a podcast episode, maybe the next one, if you, if you you know, keep up with <laughs> what we're doing. Um, I'm going to have her on a podcast episode so we can introduce her and, and kind of speak to all of that together. 
but I really feel like this decision has helped me not only feel more like myself and more aligned with my goals and and I can see more clearly what it is that I have to do and I know how I'm going to do it, Um, but I also just feel supported. I feel supported by the people that I'm around, the people that have come into my life, the people that supported me through the transition and I again, cannot thank all of these people enough. You know who you are. You, you loved me through it. You, you gave me your, your blessing, your support, your, your unconditional admiration, whatever it was. And you were just happy for me in, in making this life change. And I thank you so much for that. And with that, I kind of want to transition into the reason why I have been wanting to do this podcast. I mentioned at the beginning that it's something that I think I've thought about for roughly a year and that is absolutely true. I felt that in the position I was in I wouldn't have been able to to do this in the way that I want to do it just being you know raw and open and and you know there's nobody filtering me. This is my podcast. I'm an independent contractor and if I want to talk about something, believe me, friends, we are talking about it, okay? I want to I want to create a space for you as a listener that, that you can come and know regardless of the conversation, whether it's me venting about something or ranting about something and sharing my perspective or, or mentality on a subject or if it's a conversation that I can have with somebody else who's um, a professional in their industry or an expert in their field and they can drop some knowledge bombs, some truth bombs and educate through their shared experiences. I want to be able to just empower you guys and motivate you to break whatever glass ceilings you have over your head to hold yourself accountable to your goals and your dreams because nobody else will if you don't um, because no nobody will do it for you and you owe it to yourself to do whatever it takes to get there if that means changing your reality, changing your circle, um, changing who it is that you, you hang around, switching a job like I did, like I've done a million times, like we've all done a million times. Whatever it may be, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks because everybody has their own agenda. But your life and your dreams and what you want to accomplish, that's what really matters. And if I can share anything that helps you get a little bit closer, a little bit farther down that path, because I know it can be a lonely road. I know what it feels like to not have people support what it is that you're doing or what it is that you want to do. I know what it's like to have other people think that they have, you know, a roadmap for your life or they know what your next best move is going to be. I promise you they don't. I promise you that nobody knows what's best for you outside of you as a being on this earth who can do whatever it is the hell that you want, okay? So this podcast is really just meant to change your perspective on life, on possibility. 
inspire you to take a chance and also to just be entertaining. Like I said, I definitely want to get some people on this podcast to have more um, interview conversation formats as well as some of the episodes. This is what you're going to get. It'll it'll be me sitting in my kitchen with my two bunnies behind me (laughs) ranting, okay? But all in all, I just want to do good. I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that I'm finally doing this. There is nothing better than the feeling that you get from being productive and from doing the things that you said you were going to do. Me sitting here after a year of thinking about this podcast, now at the end of the recording, I feel good. You can't touch me. You can't touch me. I'm telling you. (laughs) All right, I'm going to sign off before I get a little bit out of control and get on with the rest of my day, but... Thank you again so much. Um, Just a little bit of housekeeping real quick. If you want to keep up with the podcast, you can obviously find me here wherever you are listening. But I do have an Instagram account. Certified.gia is the handle. If you want to keep up with me personally, I do have a personal Instagram account. It is at Giovanna Silva, G-I-A-V-A-N-N-A, Silva, S-I-L-V-A. Um... But yeah, I look forward to the next episode. I can't wait to dive deeper into this podcasting journey and to discover more about myself while you guys discover more about you. All right, guys. Until next time, signing off. (laughs) 